It was yet another top 10 opponent for the Hoosiers on Saturday. It was yet another one that they had on the ropes, and it was yet another one that they let get away. The Hoosiers fall to Michigan State, most frustrating loss of the season for a number of reasons. We will look at how things went wrong, why the offense continues to struggle, and how much hope is left in this Hoosier season. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, October 18th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, as always. I am your host, Jacob Rude, bringing you daily IU Athletics news. We have another frustrating one to talk about from Saturday, as we mentioned, a Michigan State uh, loss that the Hoosiers 100% let get away. Most winnable game of the season uh, against those top 10 opponents that the Hoosiers have faced a litany of. We'll jump into that here in a minute. First, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're available free everywhere you guys listen to podcasts as well as on youtube at locked on hoosiers been getting a lot of traffic over there lately so make sure you guys head on over there a lot of times the show will be up the night before Uh, if that interests you guys you can watch the video version of this podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked On Hoosiers. You're going to have to bear with me today. If you can tell, I'm getting uh, over a bit of a cold. I think I'm on the back stretch of it, hopefully, but uh, you'll have to bear with me a little bit today. For those that did not see the game on Saturday, the Hoosiers fall to Michigan State 20-15, to and this one fully came down Uh, to the offense not performing two weeks after being shut out against Penn State having a bye week to try to fix some things and nothing seemed fixed from uh, that disappointing performance the Hoosiers uh, statistically if you want to look at it that way they outgain Michigan State both in terms of passing yards rushing yards had more time of possession but it was a lot of empty stats, and I think that a lot of that had to do with how tremendous IU's defense was on the day versus uh, anything about how good IU's offense was on the day, and they were directly handing points away. Uh, Jack Tuttle steps in at quarterback, as we expected, throws a pick six, did not really fix any of the issues for the Hoosier offense, looked a lot like Michael Penix with his struggles this season as well. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered now. As always, on these Monday shows, we're going to do three takeaways, three key plays, and three key players from the game. The biggest takeaway has to be the offense, so and the offensive issues. And they were it was evident pretty early on. I will say the first drive of the game, which is almost always a scripted first drive, was terrific. Uh, it it had a lot of signs in hindsight. I went back and watched the game on Sunday. It had a lot of signs of how the game was going to go. It was a lot of underneath routes relying on 
the Hoosier receivers to get some yards after the catch, make some plays, but it worked. It was schemed well. Uh, that tight end screen, for example, on the first drive, Peyton Hendershot, I believe it was about a 22-yard uh, play. Stuff like that worked until they got to the red zone, got too cute. Uh, Jack Tuttle was totally in a rhythm in that drive, and they get into the red zone, run the ball twice, do kind of a slow-developing pass play that uh, Tuttle never has time in the pocket, gets sacked, have to settle for a field goal. If you've heard that story before, join the crowd. But after that, the Hoosier offense looked awful. Tuttle started 8 of 10 on the day, and he finishes 28 of 52. So he went 20 of 42 after that first drive. Uh, He only throws for 188 yards. We're going to talk a little bit more about Tuttle, but it wasn't good enough. Uh, Even for a backup quarterback, it wasn't good enough. The problem, though, I think more than anything... I don't know if I go that far. I will say one of the biggest problems with this team right now is the offensive play calling. Uh, They're just the way that they're trying to solve some of their problems, getting too cute and causing more issues. Tuttle has a great first drive in a big rhythm. Second drive, they come out with Donovan McCauley, which I didn't really anticipate. The uh, broadcast team apparently had been told that McCauley would get snaps in a vacuum. That'd be fine. Don't do it on the second drive when, Jack Tuttle is in a rhythm. Do it when the offense is bogged down a little bit in the middle of the game. But McCauley comes out. They run a couple plays with him. You break up Jack Tuttle's rhythm. He comes back out, immediately throws a pick six, and now the Hoosiers are down 7-3 to despite having a pretty decent statistically start to the game offensively. That was just kind of a microcosm. I don't know if it was that interception. I just I don't know if it was not having confidence and Jack Tuttle and the offensive line, but I thought that they were overly conservative throughout the whole game. 52 pass attempts for 188 yards is 3.6 yards per attempt. That That's never going to get it done. Uh, you can't throw the ball 52 times and not even get to 200 yards and expect to win. I, I don't think it's an accuracy thing necessarily with Tuttle. I think he throws a good ball. There's a bit of a rhythm he needs to get in, which it looked like he was in early on, which makes that decision to go to McCauley all the more head-scratching, but that's not going to cut it. Uh, But I also think he doesn't have a great downfield ball, so if your quarterback can't make throws downfield, the offensive line can't hold up long enough to throw downfield, and the receivers continue to not make plays, uh, it's just a combination for a terrible offense paired with a play caller who seems in over his head. Uh, There were some brief positive moments in the run game. There were uh, Stephen Carr, I thought, overall played decently, even though he only finishes with 54 yards. Davion Irvin Poindexter had a big 29-yard run. Chris Chowders had a 25-yard run. Uh, The team overall rushed for 155 yards. But again, overall, it just was not good enough. And... I, that's just, it's frustrating because the defense was good enough on the day to win the game. The offense didn't answer the bell, and it ends up with a situation where we talk about SP Plus with Bill Connolly, the creator of it, who is with ESPN. After games, he'll input all the statistics, uh, various advanced numbers, all kinds of stuff, and it will tell you the win expectancy of the two teams, basically who is more likely to win the game. 
given all the statistics, all the advanced numbers, everything from that game, Indiana had a 61% win expectancy in that game, and they lose. That tells you why this is frustrating. They outplayed them overall, but they couldn't make a big enough play. They couldn't get the big play at any point on the day, which ultimately makes it frustrating because they let another one get away that they should have had. There wasn't the targeting call that there was in that Cincinnati game that led to that one getting away. So you can't really blame anyone but yourself. So it's frustrating, but it's the same old story basically for these Hoosiers. We're going to talk about the defense because they were brilliant. They have no blame whatsoever. This was only a game because of that defense, which continues to be unbelievable this season. We'll talk about them before we do that. I hope you guys got on prize picks on Friday or Saturday and took some over unders in this game. Uh, I don't, I didn't end up looking. I can't imagine Kenneth Walker hit his over. That would have been an interesting bet because I think I would have taken Kenneth Walker's under in this game. He finishes with 87 yards on 23 carries for Michigan state. But for those that don't know, prize picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the Power 5 players, a whole bunch of mid-majors that you probably haven't even heard of. The props range from passing yards, we talked about rushing yards, receptions, interceptions thrown, anything you could possibly imagine. All users that deposit and use promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant match right now, up to $100. Free money they're giving you. It's easy the way it works. You pick two to five players, take their pick their over-under projection, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks also has mixed sports entries. So with playoff baseball going on, with NBA season starting up, with college football going on, and they have tons and tons of other sports. There's a lot of different types of sports you can get involved with. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use promo code locked on. Or go to the app store and download the app. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. As we said, that defense was outstanding on Saturday. Micah McFadden again led the way. There is a very real possibility. He's the best linebacker in America right now. Uh, we are certainly going to start trumpeting the horn for him to win the Butkus Award. We're going to get into that this week. Jared, who... Uh, for those that don't know, regularly appears on the show, he'll be on this week, was the one who texted me in the middle of the game and said, uh, he, we're going to start our basically propaganda for him to win the Butkus Award, which goes to the top linebacker. Micah McFadden, again, was incredible on the day. Uh, he had a play that I thought really set the tone for the Hoosiers early on. Uh, it was the first drive of the game. Michigan State gets the ball first. Uh, they gain nine yards on the first two plays, both runs. They're setting up with a third and one on the their own 29. Uh, little play, handoff to the right. McFadden times his kind of blitz through the line perfectly and absolutely crushes Walker in the backfield, forces a three and out. And that really just kind of describes the difference between these two teams right now is that uh, – the defense is winning their one-on-one battles. They're making plays. The offense is not winning their one-on-one battles. They are not making plays. And it leads to a defense that I contend 
This is the best one Tom Allen's had. And it, it, he said at the beginning of the season he wanted a top 10 defense. I don't know if it's there, but it, I think it's pretty damn close. It's never going to look that way statistically, but I think it is really, really damn close. And Saturday was their best performance of the season between holding Kenneth Walker to 87 yards. They hate, they held Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor, who we talked about with uh, Locked On Spartans host Matt Sheehan last week about how great they had been. They had under 100 yards receiving combined. Peyton Thorne had 126 yards, threw for two interceptions, only one touchdown. His biggest play of the game was that wild catch in the third quarter that led to a touchdown. Uh, but the biggest, the last takeaway of this game was that defense. They deserved better on the day. Uh, they step up time and time and time again. It looked like the game was over late after the Hoosiers had a turnover on downs with two minutes left. Tuttle couldn't complete a fourth and 21 after taking a huge sack. Looks like the game's over and, um, or excuse me, it was a fumble. Sorry, it was the fumble that <laughs> I'm confusing how Indiana ended the game poorly. Uh, Tuttle fumbles the ball, gets strip sacked, and then um, Peyton Thorne gets picked off by Noah Pierre. And they just step the Hoosier defense gave them one more shot at it, step up time and time and time again. And the offense never repays them, which. It's frustrating to watch. I don't know how frustrating it is for them, but so be it. We talked about the the first play, which was one of our key plays for the game. The second one, we mentioned that red zone series. I just had to highlight the Hoosiers get down to the goal line. It's first and goal from the six. Tuttle is just slinging passes around. It's part of the scripted drive. Maybe that's why they had success, but you have a quarterback that's absolutely on fire. He completed that 22-yard pass to Hendershot, 6 yards to Swinton, 11 yards to Stephen Carr, 14 yards to Ty Freifogel, gets you down to the 6-yard line, and then you run the ball, you go wildcat, and then you do that kind of slow-developing play where Tuttle never even had a shot to really look for a receiver. And boom, just like that, all that momentum is gone, and you have to settle for a field goal. This team is horrid in the red zone right now. I think a lot of it is overthinking. I don't know why you felt the need to go to a wildcat in the red zone. Do what got you there. It's simple. They they got there with Tuttle um, slinging passes around underneath passes. I know the field shortens there, but it's it's not this difficult. I think there's a lot of overthinking going on when they get to the red zone. But... Uh, as much as we kind of want to blame the play calling, Tuttle wasn't great on the day. And his worst play by far came in the third quarter. Uh, it was a second and nine on IU's 38, 324 left in the third. IU's only down 10-9 at this point. It was a low-scoring affair. Shout out to those of you that took the under, like Jared recommended last week. Uh, the line also moved odd uh, right before kickoff. I got Michigan State minus three and a half and the under. Uh, I don't know if you guys were paying attention to that, but we continue to nail these picks. But uh, on the play, Tuttle is pressured right up the middle with a blitz, which get rid of the ball, 
take the sack, do anything but what he did, which is throw off of his back foot into triple coverage that is easily picked off. Never came anywhere close to the receiver who could never make a play on it. That's not something that's like, oh, well, he'll learn as he uh, as he gets more reps. It's rust or something. That's just basics. Don't throw off your back foot. Don't throw into triple coverage. Just stuff like that is where the Hoosiers aren't making plays on the offensive side, like we said. So it's just really frustrating to watch. The talent's there. Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of the talent is on the defensive end. I also tweeted after the game, it's frustrating because IU, in a lot of other seasons where they're not playing just top 10 team after top 10 team, they're going to have another one in Ohio State next week. They're probably going to have another one after that. Um, If they weren't playing this schedule, they would be like a 500 team, probably a little bit better. But every game they play, it seems like, is against a top 10 team. So uh, it ends in – maybe it's karma for last season. If it is, I'll take it because last season was a blast. But, boy, it's made this season frustrating. We're going to highlight some players of the game. Spoiler, they're all defensive players. Talk about some guys who really stood out on Saturday. And then we're going to do a a brief update on men's soccer because they picked up an enormous win. Uh, Huge, huge performance from them on Sunday. But what we have to talk about first is Built Bar and their limited time flavor of cookie dough chunk. The only thing I like more than cookies and cream is cookie dough chunk. For those that don't know, Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, whether it's coconut, cherry barcia, the the limited time cookie dough flavor, uh, the peanut butter brownie. There's so many you guys can choose from. If you don't know which one is your favorite, you can get a mix box that offers two of each, so you can pick your favorite. Uh, There's something for everyone, but not only are they tasty, they're healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories. You're low in sugar, high in net carbs. They're amazing flavors. They're tasty. They're healthy. There's no reason not to head on over to BuiltBar.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Obviously, one of the players we're going to highlight for players of the game is Micah McFadden, who uh, also something Jared and I discussed. Every game this season now, he has been the best player on the field, uh, and that is with playing against a bunch of top 10 opponents uh, and a bunch of guys that are Heisman candidates. Kenneth Walker was a Heisman candidate. Desmond Ritter is a Heisman candidate. Um the time that Desmond Ritter and Micah McFadden shared the field, Micah McFadden was the best player on the field by a country mile that day. So on Saturday, he has nine tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. We mentioned the uh, one tackle he had on Walker. He had one and a half sacks to lead the team as well. Uh, Broke up a pass. Noah Pierre, we mentioned, have to give him a shout out. Uh, He stepped up. Tywin Mullen didn't play again. Reese Taylor was uh, only played the first series. 
So Noah Pierce steps up with nine tackles, had a tackle for loss, but the biggest play he had on the day was that interception in the end zone late in the fourth quarter when Michigan State kind of inexplicably was throwing the ball. I like the aggressiveness. It was a horrible throw, horrible decision. So he made that huge play to give the IU offense another chance to not take advantage of it. Cam Jones is the last guy we're going to highlight. Tried to mention him a couple times this season because a lot of the attention goes to Micah McFadden, but Cam Jones is an incredible linebacker in his own right. Had eight tackles. He he had one pass breakup, but it was an incredible pass breakup. Late in the first half, down the sideline, looked like Michigan State was going to get a big conversion. I believe it was on third down uh, right before the half, and uh, Cam Jones just a a diving tip of the ball at the last second so that Michigan State couldn't come up with it. Terrific play from him. Terrific play from him the whole season, the whole game. So big shout out to those guys. Uh, I've, I've been trying to give as much praise to the defense as I've given criticism to the offense because both sides deserve it. And I feel like a lot of times we might focus on the criticism of the defense or of the offense a lot. So Hats off to all of those defensive players, but we are certainly going to talk about the offense this week. Speaking of offense and a stellar defense, I guess I should say, IU men's soccer traveled to Penn State on Sunday. That was Big Ten leading Penn State. I said it was because the Hoosiers knocked them off in their biggest win of the season. It was a one nothing win. Here's uh, for those astute Big Ten football fans. Here's your connection of the day. The Hoosiers' lone goal comes on an own goal by Penn State defender Brandon Hackenberg. And yes, he is related to Christian Hackenberg, former Penn State quarterback. Uh, Brandon Hackenberg heads one into the bottom corner on a cross whipped in by Seasock, I believe. Um, it was the only goal, or Sessok, excuse me, Nick Sessok. It was the only goal on the day, but the Hoosiers outshot the Nittany Lions 14-11. to Roman Celentano, though, was absolutely massive, particularly in the first half. Came up with a number of huge saves and goal for the Hoosiers to preserve that clean sheet. This looked a lot like the Hoosiers of, I wanted to say last year, but of the spring that made the tournament run, and they absolutely had to have this game if they wanted any shot at defending their regular season title. They're still going to need some help. Right now, they are technically tied for first in the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten does points, similar to your Premier League, your MLS soccer, soccer everywhere. So you get three points for a win, one point for a draw, The Hoosiers and Penn State are both on 12 points. The Hoosiers have played one more game and lost one more game, though. So they are going to need somebody to help them beat Penn State. They're also going to need some help of their own. It's not in their control, but they took a huge step forward on Saturday. They're going to have a say in the Big Ten title. uh, But more than anything, it was a performance from a team that has struggled this season in some of these games. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the team moves forward from this, but nonetheless, the Hoosiers get the big win on Sunday. 
They now go home for a three-game homestand. That includes, it starts with Evansville on Wednesday, uh, but then next Sunday is a home game against Wisconsin, who is just below them in the Big Ten standings. They're also unbeaten, though they have drawn a game, so the Hoosiers will need the upper hand there. They're also going to need a little bit of help, but it's only big, 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 important Big Ten games left. Easier say that one 10 times fast, but it's only big conference games left for the Hoosiers, Wisconsin and Maryland, both who are going to finish ahead of the Hoosiers based on their current form. So they're going to need to win both of those games, but we had to give a shout out to the Hoosier men's soccer team. As I said, Jared will be with us hopefully tomorrow. I believe Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the football game and the offense and just how terrible they are and the defense. I also want to try to squeeze in uh, a preview of the NBA players, uh, former Hoosiers NBA players, because the season starts this week. want to give you guys some updates on that because there's a couple guys worth being excited about. So hopefully Jared will be able to help me with that. We're also going to try to do a crossover show with Locked On Buckeyes and get a preview of the Ohio State game coming up on Saturday. Shocker, another top 10 team. What? <laughs> What's the surprise there? But I want to thank you guys for listening to Locked On Hoosiers and making it your first listen of the day. Head on over to Locked On Big Ten. Make that your second listen of the day with Nate Dickinson. They do great work over there. Get you caught up on all the Big Ten action of the weekend. Uh, Iowa goes down. Unfortunately, it's to Purdue, who is now also in the polls. So based on IU's current schedule, they'll be a top 10 team by the time we face them. But Hopefully not. IU schedule is only getting tougher and tougher. Be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. If you leave a review, I will read it out on the show. Want to make this a conversation? It's going to be a fun week. Uh, it's going to be an, an interesting week as we head into another top 10 showdown. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, all that fun stuff. But most importantly, guys, have a great Monday in LEO.